Hey, everybody, this is Kat, the lead boss, and welcome to the Revenue Accelerator. I have a pretty, we'll call you unique, and we'll say you have a great personality. Um, no, not that kind of person, someone who actually is contributing very positively in the world, Andrew Cap, the author of The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And if you can't see me, then you'll hear me read the title, but here it is actually in person. I have it, and it's behind him as well. Fantastic marketing positioning. So Andrew, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do and probably cue up why it is that you wrote this book. Mm, well, Kat, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And it'll be my challenge to have not long-winded answers because there's so much <laughs> to what brought me here. I mean, as you said, I'm, I'm Andrew, otherwise known as that guy who wrote the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And we're in a world right now where that's, you know, Law of Attraction seems kind of like a fad that was over in 2006 with The Secret. Um, and funnily enough, I learned about the law of attraction a couple years before that. And I had mm -hmm. my successes and failures with it. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. I viewed it as inconsistent. And I would mm -hmm. later find out that it was I who was inconsistent. And it was actually a situation where, you know, a couple of years later, I lost my business and my girlfriend of three years all in the span of one week. Sweet. And um, it wasn't fun. And by the way, she broke up over text. So it was even worse than you think. Um, but it was well, one of those things where I had woman, like, look in the, say again, as a woman where most men have been assholes about how they've broken up with women, you're just taking one for the team. <laughs> I, you know what? I took one for team. I'll tell you something. I mean, I had never done that before, but if I did, it taught me never to do that. Like I've yeah. like, that was, that was harsh enough, but I mean, I think anyone can relate whether they've been through that or not. I was at a low point down, depressed, not sure what to do. And I kind of just like, for some reason had this epiphany, like this whole law of attraction thing kind of mm. worked when I did it. Mm. So I was just fortunately, and again, longest intro ever, I was fortunately stubborn and indignant enough that I told myself, I don't care like how this happens, when it happens, why it happens, or even what happens. I am going to go all in with this thing since it kind of works when I do it and just see what happens. And, you know, when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because mm. we all know that human condition, like, well, we'll run out of steam but I was pissed off enough I can do uh, five or 10 minutes every single day. Yeah. Gratitude, exercise, visualization. And it's like a storybook or like a movie because like the turnaround that happened was, you know, two weeks later, I feel better, which is saying a lot with a broken heart. Three months later, I'm in a brand new healthier relationship and over my ex. No. Four months later, I'm making way more money than ever before, like in my life. And six months later, everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. Everything's running on all cylinders. And I finally learned experientially, not someone telling me, but through my life experience that this works if you work it. And it wasn't until years after that, that I finally decided to write a book um, and just take my business in a new direction where I can feel like I'm actually giving legitimate value and impact. And here we are with this really long-winded, ambitious title that fortunately people are receptive to. And fortunately, through feedback, people seem to be really enjoying. Yeah. I mean, it's actually how I landed across your book. Um, and, you know, I, a long time ago, you know, I understood that coincidences weren't coincidences. Um, it was just too weird how they happened to certain people. And they happened to me very often. So I started, um, you know, a new friendship with someone and, uh, you know, really amazing uh, a female coach. And I was talking to her about something and, and wanting to get kind of unstuck with something. And she recommended your book. And I was like, okay, cool. And she actually, she told me the exercise in the book. So I didn't have to buy it. Sweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then it, it it got me curious to be like, and she recommended also buying the book because it was just one of the pieces in there, which is actually what we were talking about before we kicked off was I had actually, you know, basically communicated my appreciation that you weren't one of those people in the book who basically gave one exercise. So I've read these books where it's just like a one trick pony. And we've seen this, you know, in my coaching industry as these one trick ponies of this is the one strategy. This is the only thing you need to do and it'll solve all your problems. And one of the things I really appreciated was how you provided different options and how those each of those options had different takes on them. So what made you come up with like that as the thing to be able to write about? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you for that high compliment. And please thank this person who put you in touch. That's a huge compliment when you when your word gets around like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like for me, the, the whole mindset was, you know, behind the book, what since I'm passionate about this, since it works for me, can I actually take it upon myself to articulate what I always would have wanted to know like 15 years ago or however long it's been, it's been such a blur now. And the whole thing was like, I, I'm not against other law of attraction books. In fact, I think the majority of law of attraction books that people really put their effort into, they're great, you know, and any law of attraction book worth its salt, <clears throat> it's going to have um, an explanation of it that makes sense and hopefully user-friendly methods. But I wanted to go the extra mile of getting people out of over consumption and information mode mm. and finally into implementation mode, which I'm sure you can really relate to because yeah, and you being, you know, with what you do, you understand that it is about actually putting things into practice. So um, as you can tell, like what you've seen in the book, for me, it's about holding a mirror in front of people, explaining the human condition in the context, in addition to explaining law of attraction so that they can catch themselves in the act. And then finally, hopefully do it long enough with enough enthusiasm that again, they get the result. And then again, it's not me teaching them. It's not the book teaching them. It's their life experience that can never be taken away. That makes that final impression. And then they know they can go anywhere from there. I love that. And, and I talk about that a lot with my clients too, of, uh, and you talk about this in, in your words of basically find the evidence that supports, uh, and you talk about this with uh, basically omens or indications from universe that you're on your path. You talk about finding a penny and it's not that the penny, see, I told you, I read it. It's not that the penny is actually the thing that you're celebrating. It's the fact that it's a sign from universe that you're on your path, that more pennies are on your way. And the pennies can be represented energetically, right? And if we're talking about frequencies, uh, a penny can be a thousand dollars or a million dollars, but it's the, the looking and being in that moment, right. Which you talk about too, in terms of that presence of the now, um, and, and being able to tune into that frequency and calling in more of that abundance into your life. And then the tools and techniques that you provide in there. Now, one of the things that you talked about, which was really interesting, and you had a little bit of a different take, which I appreciated, um, because it's an angle that a lot of people don't think about was, you know, looking at, um, what ego has in terms of role as it relates to allowing or not allowing the law of attraction for, you know, to, to have it work for you. So, you know, how is ego actually keeping us from succeeding with the law of attraction um, or actually really in any other parts of our lives? Yeah, well, so it's, it's one of those things where ego, the word, it's, it's such a loaded word or term, the way law of attraction is, mm. the way love is. God, sex, there's these words where we put a lot of attachment. So I should preface it by saying my definition of the ego is probably not what a clinical psychologist might jive with. <laughs> I'm just using that word the way I use other words to get people to kind of just have an understanding and context. But mm -hmm. as I put it, you know, we have three minds. We've got the conscious mind, we've got the subconscious, but we've got the ego in the middle. Hmm. The ego being stronger than the conscious, but nothing compared to the subconscious. Right. And the ego, as I define it, is basically that part of your mind 
that only has one job and that's keeping you alive. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening out there, that means whatever money problems you have right now, whether health problems, whatever career problems, you know, anything, all it knows is you're alive right now. And the last thing it wants to do is risk the status quo by making a change, even if it's a positive change, because, you know, people out there might want to be rich and famous, but for all your ego knows is being famous will lead to stalkers, which is a threat to your survival. Yep. For all the ego knows being rich might lead to family coming out of the woodwork and trying to take your money from you and everything else, a threat to your survival. So it's not even that your ego hates you. It's just that it's not interested in your comfort or your satisfaction or your fulfillment or your happiness. All it's interested in is you being alive. And it knows right now with your current situation, you are alive, which is where fear comes from, uncertainty, which is where back in the day before I figured this out, I would talk myself out of doing these things, even when I saw it was working because I just didn't have that enough of a motivation. And my solution, by the way, was, okay, if my ego has this much of a hold on me, what can I do about this to bypass it and access the subconscious mind? Let me pick methods that don't take long and that are fun to do. Mm. Because when this becomes a choice rather than a chore, when it becomes something that you get to do rather than something you have to do, you have enough enthusiasm for only five minutes a day where you can get the work in without falling out. Because I've never met a football fanatic who says, oh, you mean I've got to go to the Super Bowl? It's like, no, no, no. They're they're amped. They're into it. They want to go. And the whole design for this is people feel enough positive emotions through the gratitude methods that are very brief, that they know they can fit them into their day. They get mm. excited. They do them. And then they don't have the ego being able to talk them out of it because it's just too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've got a lot of kind of ambitious driven high achievers, right. Enter whatever the source word you want uh, as part of the people that listen to this podcast, because that's how I am. And you wouldn't listen to this if that wasn't (laughs) kind of how you are. Um, And I know that, and I can think I can say this generally speaking is that when people who are like that, who are predisposed to really trying to achieve big things, there's this space of, I know that when I decide and I make that decision and it's concrete that nothing can stop me, right? Like I can do it, but there's that space and time between kind of, let's call it interest. I'm interested in doing this thing, but I haven't really decided because the actions aren't supporting the decision. Mm. And you have a strategy in your book that you talk about, um, very simple that you do on a daily basis, uh, that helps you kind of get to that place where the decision almost happens for you where you can't help but see that all of these things are happening. What is the strategy that you share? Well, you know, a lot of them actually have, have that power because for me, the the whole goal about this is feeling good about what you have Mm. or what you want or both. That's Mm. what it all really comes down to. And when you feel good in that way, you achieve a level of ease and relaxation where possibilities open up to you. So like, for example, just to, to, you know, since your coach tried to give you a method out of the book for free, let me give your audience <laughs> uh, a method for free here. Yeah, um, this, actually, right. this is my favorite one. And while again, there was inspired action that was taking in this process, um, I attribute this more than anything else to the gains I made in money in that huge part of my life where things were switching around. I call this the time-lapse. And mm. this is basically a gratitude method where you're going to write 15 things that you're grateful for down. Five of them are from your past, five of them are from your present, and five are things that you want in your future. And the key to all this is you're going to write them all out in the present tense, where if you read them aloud, no one would know whether you're telling the truth, whether it happened or whatever. So they're all in the present tense, you write them all out, and then you jumble up the list. Mm -hmm. So maybe the first thing is a future thing, and then a present, and then a past, and then another present. Like It's all mixed up. And the cool thing about this is you're going to go through that list one at a time, read each thing. 
and allow yourself to experience 20 to 60 seconds or whatever of gratitude for that thing. And the beauty is two thirds of that list is real. It's here in three-dimensional reality or it occurred already. Meaning the gratitude that you feel for two thirds of that list has a certainty and confidence and power that just can't be manufactured. And because we as humans don't downshift very easily, when you read the future items, that enthusiasm and that confidence and that certainty is going to carry over into those. And it's going to carry over either in the sense of your vibration reaching out mm -hmm. to, the, to the universe and pulling it back in. Or if you don't believe in that, that's fine. It's still contributing to programming your subconscious mind, which is a supercomputer, which will govern your actions and your responses and your ideas to help you get to the thing that you want. Either way, even if I'm lying or I'm deluded and it doesn't lead to results, the fact that you're feeling gratitude in that moment is a departure from whatever stress you're feeling or whatever else. So either way, you get a win just by doing a method like that. Absolutely. And I, I love that because, you know, it's anchoring it in truth right? Actual facts of these things have happened. These things are happening now. And by doing that, it almost creates a trampoline effect into being able to achieve the thing that you want in the future, because it's, you know, it's something that really is substantial and you're not just saying, oh, I'm just going to do this. Well, if we're, if we're, you know, and what, what do we do when we're left brain or right brain dead, right? I think it's left brained is you build on facts. You look at what's the process, what's the thing. And so if you can build based off of actual experiences, then it's not so hard to kind of leap into that next space and time and call things into your reality, which, you know, of course you hit on all of these things in, in your book. Um, and there's, you hit on something a little bit earlier that you talked about and related to uh, inconsistency or, you know, consistency. And um, I really, you know, how did you come up with the concept of making this more, and for lack of a better word, fun? Because a lot of people are very dogmatic. It's really funny when you're manifesting <laughs> and trying to achieve something and they're like, be present, but you have to do it this way. Um, you know, what was there a personal experience that you were like, ah, you know, th this is what I need to do in order to make it happen? Because I haven't really seen people try to make something that you have to do in a way, quote unquote, fun and engaging. Yeah. Well, I mean, this goes back to like all the hits and misses that I used to have. I think everyone that can relate out there and, and I'm not, I'm no better than anyone else. I've had my failures in terms of trying to go for a goal and not making it happen in terms of quitting on myself, in terms of doubting myself, in terms of sabotaging myself. And what I figured out the good news, I guess, for me, I think, you know, copywriters and salespeople can understand. I'm very intrigued by the human condition and human psychology. Mm -hmm. So basically what I did was I analyzed myself. When mm. I was making failures, I didn't just like go boo-hoo, what do I do now? I looked closely at why is this happening? And I basically figured out a few things about the way the human mind works. And it just, I, I somehow came to that conclusion or understanding that, you know, feeling good about doing this isn't the only way, but it's the most efficient, most productive way to do it. So why not be strategic and lean in that direction? So mm. for me, it's just like, I've screwed up so many times and I've caught myself doing that so many times that I figured out, well, I'm reasonably normal. I hope so. And if I need something to be fun and encouraging to get me going, hopefully anyone that's kind of like on the spectrum of my craziness would also agree and they can do it as well. So it's really just kind of like a combination of common sense and experience through lots of trial and error. Yeah, no, I, I, I can appreciate that. And I think that anybody who kind of, you know, what I call peacocking, right, who, um, and we had a little exchange about 
people who market that way, <laughs> who <laughs> pretend, right? So bro marketers, guys, you know who I'm talking about, who pretend that this is, that they've achieved a certain level of success and literally went from homeless to, you know, eight figures in 24 hours because they figured out this one thing. I appreciate the realness of someone saying, hey, I still do this and I recognize it. And I think I can kind of fill in the gap. And, and I think what you probably would do and tell me if I'm wrong is go back to your process hmm. when you're off track. So, you know, is there anything that, you know, so there might be some people who are listening and like, man, okay, fine, whatever, law of attraction. Sure. Maybe it exists. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but it's not for me. Like, what would you say to someone who's kind of, let's just say putting them in the skeptical versus cynic kind of category? Yeah, well, the, the example I always love to give people is it's kind of like, you know, lifting weights to get muscles, which even though that's a really oversimplified explanation, everyone gets. And, you know, I often tell people that I have two possible explanations as to how that works. <laughs> explanation number one is you lift weights. And then when you go to sleep at night, the muscle fairy comes and waves a magic wand and boom, you wake up with muscles, poof, got muscles. Congratulations. Uh, explanation number two is when you were lifting weights, you were putting so much stress on your body that actually your muscles are tearing in little areas. Mm. And what your body does in response through healing is it fills in those gaps with more muscle fiber, hence more muscle. Now that in and of itself is a butchered explanation, but I'm sure people will agree. Well, Andrew, that's the explanation. Well, my answer is it doesn't matter which one it is. What matters is you lift weights, you get muscles, you put mm. an X, you get Y. And even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, if you try these methods out, a result will come. And like I said, even if you don't believe it, if I'm lying or deluded, that's the whole point of why I've constructed these so that they're fun. So that when that result comes, you can say, that isn't Andrew. That isn't the law of attraction. That isn't the universe. That's me. I'm like, good, whatever you want to call it, because it probably is you mm. like whatever. I don't even, I obviously, I believe in the law of attraction, but even if it well, doesn't exist, I hope so. something's happening. <laughs> right? Yeah. You would hope, right. With a book like that. But even if I'm wrong, I, what I know for sure is the results I get when I engage in these processes. And again, these aren't like weird things where not that there's anything wrong with like, you know, chanting and screaming and dancing. Like these are really simple things. You sit down, you think about things you're grateful for, or you write them down. Very simple, easy stuff that you're not going to feel weird doing. Mm. Why not do it? So the people that are doubting, good doubt. And you know what, no matter what, you're still not going to believe it afterwards, but at least give yourself the benefit of doing something that's going to feel good for five minutes a day before going into your busy, crazy work life or whatever else is going on. Right. Well, and I love that because the, the thing is, is, you know, fine. Let's say you don't believe in the law of attraction, you know, that, that it's just something wonky. It's some kind of Hollywood produced, you know, movie concept or whatever it is. And let's just put that in this can and put it on the side. The sheer fact of thinking about positive things, I think we can all connect to and say, okay, so when you're thinking positive things, it's kind of like, you can't, you can't, um, you know, frown when you're smiling, like there's mm. just two things that just cannot coexist at the same time. So when you're thinking good thoughts and you're kind of getting into that positive space, if you will, then wouldn't it make sense that more positive things would happen because you're focusing on that thing. And I think we can all kind of, you know, connect to what you focus on expand. So if you're always in a pit of despair and we've been around those people, those energy vampires, those victim mentality people, they just want to drag you into the pit, right? It's like the, the, the crabs in the bucket, like they're just grabbing at you and you're the one person trying to get out and like, motherfucker, you're coming back down in here with us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so what would you say to someone, you know, cause We've, we've got entrepreneurs who might believe, but they're around people who don't, right? They're mm. around those, you know, energy vampires, those victim mentality, and they're trying they themselves to stay in gratitude, but 
everything around them is tainted, if you will. Right. Wow. It's a really good question. Well, I mean, a deeper question of that is, are they stuck with them? Like, you know what I mean? Do they have mm-hmm. to go to work with them and face them every day? Or can they, like, if it's a friend, you can like cut them out of your life, honestly. But if it's like right. it's family or it's work, you're stuck with them. So that becomes more of a challenge. And in that sense, like, let's just assume that they're stuck with that thing. It all becomes a, a chance of how you're looking at it. Meaning like, I'm personally grateful for this reminder that there's more than a way of viewing this and I'm mm-hmm. not falling into that trap. I'm personally grateful that I get to lead by example. And at some point, you know, you know, Denny or Donnie Downer here, they're going to see me getting a lot of stuff going for me and they're going to ask me and I'm going to feel comfortable telling them what I did and maybe it'll change their mind. I'm also grateful for the fact that if they think it's stupid, it doesn't matter because my life is more important to me than whatever they think of me. I'm grateful for all these things. So it really becomes a reframe Mm. that whatever is necessary to get you to feel comfortable enough just to do it. And again, this is a thing that you don't have to tell anyone you're doing this. Yeah. I mean, me, I have a thing like my, the one method I do every single day isn't even in the book. Oh, it's, it's a play on what's in the book, but I have a thing where I record a message of everything I'm grateful for in my phone. And I text it to a friend across the country and he does the thing, same thing for me. And what we've done is we've installed a social pressure. Like even if I don't let myself down, I can't let him down. I got to send him something every single day and it could be 30 seconds or 90 seconds or whatever. It doesn't have to be a long commitment. And we've been doing this for four years. So he's been witness to me just as I've mm. been witness to him. He's heard me text or um, describe gratitude. Like, I'm grateful for having a number one bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon. I'm grateful for all the five-star rave reviews. I'm grateful for all the customers, all the readers, all the YouTube subscribers. I was saying that before it happened, and I'm still saying it now that it has happened. It's a fun process. And so again, for those people, like just try to reframe it, whatever you need to, to get yourself in the right state. And also remember gratitude scientifically shown Regardless of this whole law of attraction thing, it improves sleep, it increases confidence, it reduces anxiety. There are wins across the board when Mm. you engage in a process, even for five minutes. And if you do it for five minutes, and then you spend the rest of the day down in the dumps, you've still created more momentum than you realize because, you know, they've done brain scans, positive thoughts are still way more powerful than negative ones by many orders of magnitude. So you want to grow with it and have momentum, but just those five minutes is going to make a difference for you and your mindset and your reticular activating system as you look at other things to be grateful for. Oh, you mentioned the reticular activator. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I had another question that popped into my mind. Oh, damn it. It was right there. I hate when that happens and this is happening live. Yeah, Um, well, that happens because all I do is talk and talk and talk. No, no, I love it. I mean, it's because I do it all the time too. Um, So one of the questions that I have uh, that I knew I had beforehand was, um, you know, birds of a feather, right? So here we've kind of touched on, you know, the the feathers we don't want to be of, but you've also been able to kind of um, uh, cultivate a community of people who are doing what you're doing with your your friend, which is raising each other up, right? Raising mm-hmm. the community, the 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 community vibration, the 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 human energetic vibration, if you will, through you know gratitude and appreciation and doing these exercises. So, because I can't remember my other question, which I'm sure I will, I'm just gonna have to have you come back. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping you can forget, and then I'll have Tracy we can do to try to make you forget another one. I want to keep. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. So, how can people kind of get connected to your community? Get in touch, you know, with more of what you're doing because you know, I, you know, give it my definite, you know, five-star approval, which I don't even think I've ever given live. Um, Thank you. So how can people get in touch with you, get more information and start, you know, using these practices? I will actually like right here, right now say that when this person um, that shared this information with me 
you know, was sharing it to me to, to get out of a place of stuck. I started doing it. And then I did, ah, now I remember the question. Um, I started doing it. And then uh, basically things started happening. And for me, I'm all about creating more ease and flow. So Mm -hmm. I was specifically focused on that. And then what did I do? I sabotaged. I stopped doing it. Mm. Right. Um, And then I was like, and then basically I was like, oh my God, things are feeling hard. Like what's going on. And I would do kind of an assessment and be like, oh, well, I'm not doing this one thing. So let me just try it again because she really believed in it. And it was almost the fact that she believed so hard in it. It helped me believe even more. And then I started doing it again. And then, and it was, you know, it was the, I used the I am statements and I did the past, present and future and doing it. And sometimes I did 12, sometimes I did 15, you know, <laughs> didn't do Whatever it perfectly. Feels good. Right. <laughs> and then success. And then I, I kept repeating the cycle. And so then again, I've picked it up back up and I, what is that about? That's my question is I'm sure other people have done this in their businesses where mm-hmm. they've achieved certain success. Gay Hendricks calls it an upper limit, right? Like, what do you think all of that is all about? That to me is, at least in my experience, is an echo of the ego. Mm. Like, you know, the ego is still getting you, like, when you finally hit that seven-figure range, I mean, the good news is your ego now knows you're alive when you're at that seven-figure range, and it will fight to protect you, but there's still some residuals of it remembering really good that you were really alive at the six-figure range. This is really just, again, this is um, fear from the ego that is just trying to keep you alive. It's, the good news is you're normal. The good news is you're not crazy. Um, The bad news is, if you don't recognize that it's easy to fall in. So that, that's me again. It's just, it's just the echoes of the ego, which mm. is why for my solution, I, I like me, I'm not going to pretend like I have this perfect life just because I wrote this law of attraction book. No, no, no. I'm a strategy guy. I recognize that life is not perfect. So what I do is I use this content strategically in my own life to invite more good things in because I figured before this, I don't know. My life is 60% positive, 40% negative. Now it's 90% positive, 10% negative. They're still negative, but I've strategically chosen to do a lot more for myself. That's what this is about. This isn't Mm. about perfection because even the reach for perfection will create resistance, which will hold me back. So I'm not even going to mess with that. I'm just going to be like, let me do whatever I can and invite whatever I want to. So yeah, that's my long-winded way of saying it's, it's natural. It's the ego it's fighting and it will fade as you keep going. And the more Mm. you reinforce these positive habits, like finding a friend and sending that message every single day. It's just going to be one of these things where you wake up one day and you're going to see it starting to come and you're like, nah, that's good. And it's like, okay, that was easy because you will have achieved a certain level of consciousness that matches up with your desire. That's just, it just is. Yeah. It just becomes part of your being. I love that. So now to go back to the other question before I forgot this question, how can (laughs) people get in touch with you? Because clearly you're, you know, um, I I will say, you know, you, you talk about this in the book of there's lots of law of attraction books out there. Those, there's even several movies out there. This is the last one you'll need because you really hit on the aspects of what is, it's that gap of your, Oh, this is what I was originally going to start off with is, People are, you know, are doers, right? So if they have a process, they'll follow it. And what you're providing in the book, at least from my, one of my biggest takeaways is um, people talk about the space of being in appreciation, being in abundance, attracting and having a higher frequency. And you're actually providing the blueprint of yes, take these steps. You. And that's that gap that you're filling, which I can so appreciate. Um, so, you know, thank you for that. That was my little, you know, my, one of my big takeaways and, and things that, you know, why I would actually really recommend that people read the book because there's a lot more to the book than just that one exercise that you shared. So for the fifth time, how can people get in touch with you? And um, I think you had something that you wanted to share with everyone. 
Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for that acknowledgement. I really appreciate that. Um, and with that in mind, just to tell people, part of like my goal was to write these very easy step-by-step instructions so that it took the, the guesswork out of it and you can just do it. However, I want to have an open invitation for people that when they're reading through those steps, they can tweak it in whatever way they want. And anything, they, if they want to make it their own, they can. Because again, I'm giving an exact way of feeling good about what you have or what you want or both. But if there's anything they have to change to help them with that, they should feel welcome to. With that in mind, um, I mean, I've got two links, easy links for them. One of them is lastlawofattractionbook.com. And that's just going to auto forward to the Amazon listing. So whether you want it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook, if you prefer to listen, it's there for you. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, um, I have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. That's 1K, 1P. And that'll, you know, I teach methods there for free. I have convinced myself that I have a funny sense of humor that's displayed in some of the videos. But really, you know, I'm saying <laughs> neither here nor there. But really, it's just my way of, of having, you know, free content and free access to that for people. And in terms of free things, um, I'm going to break rules of, of marketing. There's no opt-in for this. You can just yeah. go to YouTube. I, one of the things I put up recently, depending on when this publishes, um, and it'll be recent the whole time, but um, I call uh, this, this meditation is called the rainforest. So mm-hmm. it's a gratitude meditation from a program that I only put out once a year. And I wanted to have something free from there. So people, if they're not sure they want a guided meditation and they don't have access to one, there's a free one up on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. Look for the rainforest. It's about five minutes. Hopefully they will enjoy that. Awesome. Guys, we'll grab those links for you and go check them out in the show notes so you can get direct access to those. That's awesome. I think that's amazing that you um, do what I, you know, basically encourage my people to do, which is give first in anticipation of building the relationship and valuing it over the transaction. Andrew, any parting words that you have um, for the listeners? Well, first, two sets. One for you. Thank you so much for having me. The, the stuff that you do has not go, gone unnoticed just in terms of, of the power behind your action and, and your insight and the stuff that you do. And um, it's my honor and privilege to be a part of a show where you are sharing other people. Like I, I don't view this as just like a gimme. I feel like this is a like really cool thing. And, and I know that I'm in front of really good people. So thank you for that. Um, the only other giveaway things I would say for people is a quick little note that oftentimes people say that they're using the law of attraction and it's not working for them. They're like, mm. I do this every day. I think about this every day. Why is it not working? I'll, they, they hate to hear this because I hated to hear this back in the day, but they're not actually doing what they think they're doing. Because when you do the method to get the result, you're doing it with the consciousness of the lack of the result. Mm. You are ironically holding yourself down. So just a final go away when people are using these methods, use the method to, for the sake of enjoying the method in the moment and let the stuff come versus trying to force the universe to bend to your will because you don't realize you're putting the lack of what you want, not only out into the universe, but into your subconscious mind. Enjoy the method for the method. That's the whole point. That's the whole key. That's the whole blueprint. Even if you don't buy the book, you just, you learned everything right there. And I always want people to know that because that's where the real power and the real momentum lies. So thank you for letting me share that one final bit for people. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And there's so many great stories um, that tie the message. And that one, I believe was the Cadillac one. See, I'm... <laughs> should actually read the book. Um, All right. So guys, make sure you check out those links in the show notes. And it is um, all of it is definitely worth your while. And I would never recommend anything that isn't because time is something that we don't have to waste. All right. Thank you, Andrew, so much for joining us today. And I look forward to actually having you back. (laughs) Thank you, Kat.